Buenos dias from BA. This is a Rorschach Venezuela update from the 10th of August 2023. A quick summary of what's going down in Venezuela. On Thursday the 3rd, two Venezuelan babies along with their mothers tried to cross the Rio Grande River on the border between Mexico and the US near International Bridge 2 in an attempt to migrate to the US. These were two separate incidents that took place in the span of 24 hours and in both the National Guard members rescued all Venezuelans. In one instance, an infant was given medical attention by paramedics from the Eagle Pass, Texas authorities. According to Zocalo news outlet, the other woman managed to swim to the river shores while carrying crutches and her baby. On the same day, Brazil's foreign minister emphasized the need to address human rights violations in Cuba, Nicaragua and Venezuela. Maduro's visit to Brazil in May under Lula's presidency marked a shift in the country's approach aimed at bolstering Maduro's global perception. However, Brazil's foreign minister's statements aren't improving Maduro's government reputation. Nonetheless, throughout Lula's leadership, Brazil's interactions with Venezuela have undergone significant changes, including the reopening of the Brazilian embassy in Caracas. Since we mentioned Lula, on Friday the 4th, the Brazilian president made a significant move by signing a decree to restore electrical connections with Venezuela. The decree also eases energy exchanges with neighboring nations such as Argentina and Uruguay. This step is aimed at enhancing regional energy cooperation. The revival of the connection with Venezuela carries special advantages for the Brazilian state of Roraima, which shares a border with Venezuela. In 2019, Roraima faced an interruption in its electricity supply due to the troubling relations between Venezuela and the former president of Brazil. Lula and Maduro recently engaged in discussions regarding the restoration of this crucial energy supply, indicating a diplomatic effort to address the energy challenges and foster cooperations between the two nations. In more political developments, on Thursday the 3rd, Diosdado Gavesho, a prominent figure in the Chavista movement, revealed that the National Electoral Council, better known as CNE, could potentially announce elections ahead of schedule. Gavesho affirmed that the United Socialist Party of Venezuela, better known as PSUV, won't actively seek a candidate for the 2024 presidential elections, implying that Maduro will seek re-election. Cabello's statements are noteworthy considering the resignation of multiple leaders of the CNE in June. This development triggered a process within the Chavista National Assembly aimed at appointing new authorities. However, Pedro Calzadilla, former CNE president, stated he will continue fulfilling their responsibilities until new CNE commissioners are chosen. Renewed hostility from Chavista leaders and followers. On Thursday the 3rd, Gerardo Márquez, Chavista governor of Trujillo State, threatened to use force on opposition candidate Maria Corina Machado if she visited the state. During an event in the municipality of Pampanito, Márquez called for Machado's forceful removal from the municipality 
because he said she advocated for sanctions and foreign interventions in Venezuela. In response to Marquez, Machado issued a statement the following day condemning his comments and denouncing any incitement of violence or aggression against her or any other political figure. Following this news, on Saturday the 6th, Antonio Ledesma, the former mayor of Caracas and coordinator of Machado's International Political Council, would allegedly lodge complaints against Maduro and Cabello with international organizations. The allegations revolve around threats posed to Machado. Ledesma strongly condemned what he called Maduro's, quote, clear-cut scheme, unquote, to obstruct Machado's participation in the upcoming presidential elections. He also voiced criticism towards Gerardo Márquez for reportedly fanning the flames of violence against Machado. Furthermore, Ledesma delved into Machado's unwavering determination to persist in advocating for change and democratic elections, even in the face of daunting challenges. After over 20 years of disagreement since Chavez's time, the Venezuelan opposition has achieved an unprecedented level of unity. On Friday the 4th, all 13 opposition candidates in the upcoming opposition election signed the, quote, Common Principles of the Minimal Program for Change, Unity and National Reconstruction, unquote. The aim is to unite different democratic groups for the 2023 opposition election by showing they shared common goals. CNP President Jesus Maria Casal emphasized the collective journey towards unity. The agreement seeks to address Venezuela's humanitarian crisis and establish a framework that respects the rule of law and human rights. Speaking of laws, on Thursday the 3rd, the Ministry of Health issued a law that bans the sale and usage of vapors or electronic cigarettes. Venezuelan pulmonologist Sadia Benzaken, who is featured in the Top Doctors 2023 list, voiced his support for this regulation. As a specialist in lung health, he believes that eliminating these products is a, quote, positive step, unquote. Dr. Benzaken does not support the use of vapors or e-cigarettes for quitting smoking. Instead, he recommends alternatives such as medications and nicotine patches. He emphasizes that the best approach is to completely quit smoking and adopt a healthy lifestyle. In other news, on Friday the 4th, during the National Guard's 86th anniversary celebration, Maduro emphasized the importance of remaining vigilant against any attacks on Venezuela and urged the National Guard to prevent the recurrence of previous disturbances known as, quote, guarimbas, unquote. The term guarimbas refers to violent protests that spanned between 2014 and 2017. These protests led to clashes between protesters and security forces, resulting in widespread disorder, arrests, loss of life and human rights violations. Maduro's caution was direct towards the potential involvement of U.S. spies and the fascist right both, according to him, aiming to create division. Now about Maduro, on Monday the 7th, he suspended his public agenda for the day, 
due to a Middle Ear infection and offered apologies to the Venezuelan people. He cancelled his weekly television program called Con Maduro Mas, where he usually discusses national and international issues. Through Twitter, Maduro explained that the suspension was on medical advice. Despite the ear infection, he had invited the population to tune into his program. In economic news, on Thursday the 4th, during a recent interview, José Gregorio Bielma Mora, a member of the Chavista National Assembly, pointed fingers at the opposition for Venezuela's inflation. He also alleged that the opposition was exporting currency to devalue it. However, numerous experts attribute Venezuela's economic situation to ill-conceived governmental policies and ineffective measures to manage inflation. Venezuela's economic situation has driven millions to emigrate in search of better opportunities, leading those who stay struggling to fulfill their basic needs. The National Association of Refreshing Beverages in Venezuela, ANBER, has highlighted a concerning issue. Approximately 20% of the soft drinks consumed in Venezuela are actually illegal contraband sourced from Colombia. On Monday the 7th, Carlos Palumbo, Anber's executive director, urgently appealed to the authorities to take immediate action in order to curb the influx of contraband pouring across the Venezuelan-Colombian border. This illicit trade has already managed to capture almost a quarter of the soft drink market. Palumbo emphasized the pressing need for the quick establishment of the proposed state anti-smuggling command. He expressed that without prompt intervention, this situation poses a significant threat to Venezuela's market, workforce and industries. In environment news, on Sunday the 6th, the Maduro government took steps to restore 27 wastewater treatment plants in Maracaibo Lake, aiming to prevent pollution and preserve the ecosystem. The Ministry of Science and Technology announced the restructuring of fishermen's councils, the overseeing of lakeside businesses and the creation of a legal committee for responsible estuary use. The initiative also involves cleaning shorelines. And to close this edition, Gustavo Dudamel, the acclaimed conductor of both the Los Angeles Philharmonic and the Simon Bolivar Symphony Orchestra, is set to grace the stage at the Edinburgh International Festival on the 26th of August. This exciting collaboration with the Simon Bolivar Symphony Orchestra shows his comeback to the global spotlight, a significant return since 2017. Blumel will be leading a repertoire featuring compositions by Gustav Mahler and Paul Dessen, paying tribute to the latter, the late Venezuelan composer who left us in May. And that's it for this week. Thanks for joining us. Remember to tell your friends about Rorschach and how great we are. Also, don't forget to hit the subscribe button. If you are feeling extra nice, you can always financially support us with the link in our show notes. Hasta la próxima.